the content cafe the show where we talk about the different ways that we navigate our mental health in the world of content creation in this episode we're going to be covering imposter syndrome and how it links to the the podcast itself it might get a bit meta but please stay with us um it's going to be great talking about podcast on podcast (laughs) went to dump my guitar on my couch and then just pulled my headset out oh the worst i can't really i've got a wireless headset (laughs) but i do forget that the mic is on the stand now so i'll just walk off and keep talking and then we're like oh, rosie <laughs> hello <laughs> so anyway so when i was out the other day i was thinking that if we just did this thing so if you guys just want to just let me know what you think about it and then once we're yeah yeah we'll start out <laughs> <laughs> great proposal rosie <laughs> and then you realize that they haven't listened to you but they don't really care what you were saying <laughs> They're like, yeah, tell you what, we'll put it on the fridge and we'll uh, we'll think about it. And then it just dawns on you like an hour later and you're like, oh, <laughs> awesome. If if they bring up something that you answered and they're like, hmm, but what if we need, we need an answer to this thing? And you're like, <laughs> excuse me? like, <laughs> It's worse than being like finding out that you're on mute. <laughs> like oh, 10 times worse. I hate you might as well be. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's not happened for a long time, but like that used to happen like on stream um, with my like old mic setup because I couldn't hear myself. So I would just be like, I'd be like into streaming and you know, there maybe wouldn't be anyone there for like the first half an hour. So I would kind of just be talking to myself or whatever. <laughs> and then I'd be like talking about the game and I'd be doing the thing and then I'd see someone in chat and I'd be like, oh, yo, hey, how's it going? And then like there would be nothing and usually it'd be fucking Daedalus and he would be like, uh, there's no audio and i would like look over at like Streamlabs and see that the mixer wasn't doing anything and i'm like oh <laughs> i thought you were gonna go the other way and say like he just didn't tell you no 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 he would he would he would he would, no, he would never He's a good man. <laughs> i on the other hand <laughs> you would just be like oh my god this is hilarious let's see how far we can go and then you forget about it and then 45 minutes later you're like oh shit yeah yeah or just keep saying like really generic things so that you probably wouldn't figure it out that we couldn't hear you <laughs> <laughs> or you know it was taking a petty to a whole new level i would learn how to lip read <laughs> and have a, <laughs> have a conversation <laughs> and then maybe everyone else would be like oh, maybe it's just my computer <laughs> or maybe it's just me that's messing up yeah exactly I hate that as well though. See when, see when like one person's maybe having audio issues or one person's having internet issues on their end and like the stream isn't loading and then they don't, they don't consider that they're the issue. So they type in chat and they're like, connection's really bad or like yeah. stream quality's mints. Can't see what you're doing. Can't hear you. Audio's peaking. There's no sound, whatever. And then you're like, shit, is it me? And it's, it's literally fucking not. It's the only person that's having issues, but like, yeah i usually know when you've you've gone off because it's it crashes for me and i'm like well it's probably me and then i refresh it and then in the chat it's just oh no <laughs> like, ah, it's not just me <laughs> so after a very long introduction slash tangent to kick it off 
we've already talked a little bit about imposter syndrome on the previous episode, um, but more how it links linked to Discord. It was kind of like a mini mini episode. If you haven't listened to that, please do go and check it out as it's the first one for imposter syndrome month. Um, but I guess we're going to be talking a little bit more generally about imposter syndrome today um, and also kind of the inception of the podcast and how it came about and how we waited months and months to do it <laughs> and then didn't do it. And, you know, you can never have too much planning with these sorts of things, but maybe six, eight months is a bit too much. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, this, so this started, well, I mean, this started a while ago. Um, but as far as what you're listening to right now, this began maybe like at the start of this year. Um, it was something that we wanted to do like together as a collab project. And it took a lot of planning and a little bit of a trial run. And we're finally here. I'm glad we did it within the year. Can you imagine if we didn't actually get it out until 2022? Honestly, though... It would be on brand. It would be on brand. Actually, <laughs> it would be it would be perfectly on brand. Um, but we always said that it would be like such a such a meta discussion to talk about how the the podcast um, hit lots of mental health like roadblocks <laughs> before before it was actually released. Um, yeah, newsflash: we're both depressed and have anxiety, and it's really hard to actually create stuff when you're depressed and have anxiety. You know, I was like, man, this is going to be so good because I have someone else to bounce <laughs> ideas off of. But like, we're both depressed. Surprise! <laughs> it's me. I'm the worst possible person to be doing it with because I'm just as bad as you. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be anxious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! But yeah, it's it's it's, it's always been like a topic that we knew we were going to discuss at some point um and we, we probably will talk about it like in many different episodes for different topics but when imposter syndrome came up i thought or we thought really that it was it was a good time to talk about it because it's something that we probably get or something we had on the run-up as well as with every episode i think mm -hmm. yeah for sure i feel like we always have to psych each other up for like 10 minutes or I don't know how long we were talking before this, but maybe more. Oh, wow. Just to be like, right, we can do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can do this. We're people. <laughs> yeah. We, we know people things. <laughs> I know, like, I know it takes me five minutes to work up to the welcome, and then I still mess up. <laughs> but it's just part of the process, you know? It's just part of the thing. Honestly, like, I wouldn't have it any other way. wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but yeah, so it was, it, it was a thing that took us, it took, it took us a good couple of months to sort of get prepping on it. And I think it may be interesting because we've never had this discussion, but it might be quite interesting to see like what that prep was like for both of us, right? Because the podcast started off as a solo thing for me. And I think we're going to talk about this later anyway. So I won't, I won't mention it too much just now, but for timeline's sake, it was something that I'd started and then I kind of got in my own head and it fell away. Then when you started doing some more stuff with Inkawa, the podcast was like, a big focus on something that you were like, Hey, I'm interested in doing this thing. And for me, I was like, Oh sick. That gives me someone else to bounce off of. Cause I'm really guilty at trying to like one man army, everything mm -hmm. and sort of like, be like, no, that's okay. I'm going to take control of this. This is my baby. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to put all these hours in. I'm going to do all this stuff. But sometimes I get very close to a project and I can only see it from one way, which I think makes it really hard for something to grow, which is, why I think I thrive in positions where like 
like in the band for example because there's other people that I can bounce off of and other people can take different projects and stuff like that so I felt like the podcast for me was going to be like like as soon as you said you were interested I was like sick this is going to be something that's actually probably going to go somewhere because I'm not just going to be doing this myself anymore. Well, it was weird though, because when you first said, oh, do you want to get more involved with the podcast? I was thinking, oh, cool. Like I'll be editing and planning and stuff. Like I won't actually be talking on the podcast because I didn't really think that's what you you wanted me to do. And then you were like, oh, you know, and if you, if you want to, you can come on it. And then I was just like, nah, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) And then a few months went by and I was like, well, maybe. (laughs) Like, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to go too strong on that because obviously it's something that you're super passionate about anyway. So like, I was kind of stuck on this line of, of instead of just having the conversation, I was getting anxious and being like, wait, so like, do you think like Rosie wants to like be a part of it? Or do you think like Rosie just wants to do the back end, Or is Rosie just interested in maybe doing the research for it? Or does she want to like be a co-host or like should we split and then eventually I just got to the point where I was like right this podcast is 50% yours if you want it (laughs) (laughs) I know because then I was just like well I kind of want to get involved but then I don't want to be too forged and I know that it's your project and I don't want to take that away and then I was getting all in my head about asking to be a part of it so I just didn't bring it up for like (laughs) weeks and then I don't think it was until I came to Scotland that you were like do you want to do you want to start this I was like oh yeah (laughs) yeah let's do it Oh yeah, I remember that thing. <laughs> it's so it's so it's so funny, but it's so horrible. And and I'm pretty sure that almost everyone listening to this can probably relate to a degree where you think of something or you like you you, you want to have like you have an issue that could be solved with just having a conversation with someone. But like <laughs> why do that when you could totally avoid it for weeks on end? <laughs> Listen, I know this could be solved in a five minute five minute conversation, but how about we think about it and then overthink about it for like six months? Yeah. Why why solve it when you could just have anxiety about it for weeks on end until you eventually crash and then have a really simple discussion and it's fixed and then you feel silly. You know? Why are we like hashtag relatable? (laughs) Why are why are we like I don't know? (laughs) There was Oh, but yeah, it was it was it was really weird because like had we just had a bit more of a conversation about that in the beginning, like we 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 might have got to this point sooner, maybe not, but 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 I mean maybe like maybe we would have just gone to the point where it was like because because that's kind of like what the live podcast was, right? We did a live podcast on Twitch back in like May. Mm-hmm. Was I think it was during the fundraising week I was doing. Yeah, it was um, May, and that was like a good way to kind of like like segue you into it. To being like, hey, we're raising money for this place. Here's this person. Do you know what I mean? Like, it made sense to like introduce you within the community more because people knew who you were in Discord and stuff, right? But mm. maybe not like. Well, but that's heard. the thing, though. People didn't sometimes because I remember it was either in chat on the stream or it was in Discord. But they were like, "Oh my god, are you the Rosie that keeps sending me emails?" I'm like, "Yeah, hi, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. It was I, oh, I can't remember exactly who it was. Um, but I think it was someone in Rage Club. I think it was. was it? I think it was Zenixi. I think it was Zenixi. Yeah, yes, sure, Zenixi. <laughs> we love we love Zenixi. Um, but yeah, I think I think they said like, "Oh my god, are you this person?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so hilarious. Oh yeah, it's so weird. So weird to think about. But yeah, if I'm <laughs> if you've got loads of emails from someone called Rosie about charity stuff, it's probably me. <laughs> it's probably you. Yeah. <laughs> The only charitable Rosie in the UK. Thank you, and I'm sorry. 
<laughs> well, that should be my tagline, you know. That's it. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm sorry. Hi, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that was interesting for us to kind of get through that whole planning stage and sort of like turn what maybe are or maybe 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 your expectations were different because i think deep down i was like oh it'd be sick if we co-hosted this like i think that was part of my original thought was like maybe i didn't vocalize that, that was <laughs> no <part>. can confirm <laughs> didn't <laughs> that was definitely part of my like original thought but you know, i think i think there's like an anxiety thing in that as well right because because again i'm really guilty of it and i'm really bad at like just trying to tackle everything on so like solo mm -hmm. so i think like despite the fact that people want to help or people want to collaborate on stuff or people want to get more involved like i i i have this mental barrier that is like but this is your thing so you're the one that needs to pour everything into it and i don't know why i get so caught up on money i have no idea why i think it's just because like if someone's doing something that benefits like my baby then I'm like, oh, well, I want to compensate you for it. But like, it's just, it's just this mental block. Like, I just can't go over that. So when someone's like, oh, I'm interested in kind of helping out with this thing. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't pay you. And they're like, that's okay. okay. <laughs> All right. And I'm like, no, but you don't understand. I don't have money to pay you for this thing. And they're like, yep. You're like, <laughs> and, you want to help me without incentive for money? <laughs> Wait, what? I just, I just I, like I really, I really cannot go over it. So when we were talking about doing the podcast, I probably even said it, where I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I don't, like when we, when like we pulled the new mods in and stuff," and I was like, "Hey, listen, like, like I can't pay you, but like, yeah, if there's stuff you can get out of this, then I want to be able to provide you with something that you can like get experience from and actually gain some development through it, right?" Yeah, and I remember because I I remember this conversation vividly because then I counted and said, "Yeah, but." And this was probably a few months later, but I was just like, I, I don't do very much. Like, I don't think <laughs> I deserve to be paid for, you know, like letting one person in the discord every three months and saying hi. Impossible. <laughs> oh my God. We've come full circle already. Oh God, but, sorry, it's only uh, been 10, it's probably not been 10 minutes, but who knows. But yeah. So, um, no, I remember that really well. Yeah, it just, it just messed with me and being able to like, I think allowing myself to like collaborate with someone maybe maybe like i needed to convince myself in my own head to be like it's okay for you to like you know let someone else in on a project and maybe that's why i had to be like in my own head i had to be like this is your thing as well like maybe that made me feel less guilty about like not being able to be like oh thanks for editing that episode here's you know invoice here's, do you know what i mean yeah, like sure. it's a shared responsibility Totally, yeah. So, so maybe that was like a thing that just like I had to calm my own anxiety about it. It's so weird because like, I had the opposite where I was like, I could never do something on my own. I need someone to do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a perfect opportunity. There we go. That worked out. <laughs> That's all I have. Just a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> not my deal. I just I don't do content creation, so I was very stressed about having to start that. Mm -hmm. but now you are now you are a content creator i still don't like using the word it's almost like when you say gamer and it's like mm, no. player's fine <laughs> do you know what though content creator like oh i had such a weird it's, it's it's been so funny like like moving into this space over the last like 
five six years and stuff and been able to like just see how like phrases and and everything has like evolved with like like as communities have gotten bigger and as it's became more acceptable like i got this through like when i used to cosplay as well right the big thing when you're a cosplayer was having like a facebook page like in the early days oh no because, like, why? <laughs> right well so let me let me just kind of set the scene right like you had like your personal facebook accounts when you know i still i was gonna say when people still used facebook but people probably still do i just i just don't really anymore and you had like your instagram you had your twitter and stuff but like i don't know if it was just like the circles that i moved in or it maybe just took a little bit longer for it to reach the uk slash scotland but like i feel like you only really made those accounts for yourself once you felt within yourself like it was worthwhile like like i didn't make a cosplay page that showcased my costumes and the things that i made and everything until i'd been doing it for maybe like two three years right because i didn't feel like i was like <laughs> like i didn't feel like if you say worthy i swear to god <laughs> well, well that, that's kind of like where i was going but i was trying to like i was trying to not use that word <laughs> like, like people people wouldn't care like i was like but you know who the fuck am i to like make this whereas like now it's like people make accounts left right and center like oh yeah i'm a streamer and i'm and and I think that's great. Like, do your thing. And it's, you know, we've spoken about this before. Like, it's good to niche and stuff. It helps your growth. But but back then, it was like, if, like, one of your friends made, like, a cosplay page, like, part of you would be like, who do they think they are? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, because... Absolutely. That, that, was, that was just the... That was just, like, the scene in the community. And it was so weird. And, like, when I started doing, like, Twitch, I feel like the word content creator, like, what kind of fell to me and within my perception like in that same realm <clears throat> so when i was like so it took me a while to use it as a word or as a phrase but like it, I, don't, I, I don't even know how to explain like the, the point that i'm trying to make but like it's just funny to see how that's grown and now it's something that's so easily thrown around yeah it's weird isn't it because i would say it's more like it covers a, a wider range of, of things that you could be doing instead of just saying i'm a streamer and this and that and it makes more sense, but yeah, it's like it's always got its own stigma around it as well. And it, I think it's the same with having a page or whatever. Like, I remember people who did YouTube videos were like, everyone at my school at least was just like, "Oh my god, loser!" <laughs> just like, "Oh, okay, really? yeah." And it's just like I feel like that was the same thing for a while with streams and everything else. And then people were like, "Oh, you know, people can actually be finding their like." I don't know. They can be successful in this. Yeah. I think it gives people like a lot more satisfaction than they realized. Like being able to like foster a community and like having a space where you can talk about things that you're passionate about or things that matter to you, things that you want to raise awareness over. Like there's so much more you can do with it now. Whereas before people maybe thought it was just like, you know, you're kind of just here to like stream video games or whatever. And anyone who kind of fell outside of that was like, like different like they and i know that's kind of obvious but like i remember the first time i saw someone playing music on stream and i was just like what the fuck is this one of the one of the boys in my old my old work um i was playing games and he was like you should do music on twitch and i was like mm, nah, that, that, i don't really get that i don't think people would really care and he's like no 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 we were we were recording shapes and sounds at the time and um <clears throat> we were doing like facebook live streams to like a facebook group that we'd made that was like a private group for like people who kickstarted 
kickstart funded our album so there was like maybe like 60 odd people in there and we would do like live streams from Josie's place when we were songwriting. So because we were like, you know, I mean, you are interested in hearing it anyway, like here we are songwriting and stuff. And it was, it was something that we just wanted to give back, whether people were there or they checked out later or whatever. And, and you know, this, this guy I was friends with was like, man, you should do that kind of stuff on Twitch. Like you should do songwriting or you should like play through like your back catalog and all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, man, who's going to like, who's going to watch that? Because back then, like, I only watched, like, this was, like, mid-2018. And I was like, who would care? Like, <laughs> like no, no one's going to watch that. So weird, that's not even that long ago. I know, it's really not. It's really, really not. And then now, like, music on Twitch is huge. Yeah, it's really interesting. I had a very similar conversation with someone recently. Um, I was watching a fundraiser for our charity, and they had music sets throughout it. And I was like, oh, my God, this this because this woman was playing guitar and singing and I was like, she's amazing. And I put a clip about it on my Instagram and then my friend messaged me and was like, what is that on? Like, that's really cool. And I was like, oh, it's on Twitch. And she was just like, oh, I thought that was literally just games. I was like, no, 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 (laughs) there's more like people. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to try and like get an account then because I feel like this is a really cool way to engage with musicians in a different sort of method than you'd usually just hear them on Spotify or whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's really cool, right? It's so nutty. Like it's it's honestly like, like um we've probably seen them like a few times. I've, I've rated them a few times. The band called Halloween, who do like a lot of their, like they do a lot of YouTube covers and stuff, and they have their own music, which is absolutely fantastic. They're an incredibly talented lot, and um they stream on Twitch very frequently and take requests and covers and everything. And it's their their setup is amazing. Like the way they're all tuned up, the sound is fantastic. Multiple camera angles, like the whole thing is absolutely incredible, and. I stumbled upon them from, I think from a Tim the Tatman raid and like they were doing like a stripped back thing because their singer wasn't available or, or whatever it was. And then that was like my first kind of introduction to them. And this was a good couple of years ago, but even at that point I was like, Hmm, like wasn't sure if it was weird or not, but I was like, it kind of just became a background thing and I ended up sticking around and I thought they were kind of cool. And then when I got to check out one of their proper streams, I was like, Holy shit, this is mind blowing. Like I was actually glued to them for like two hours one night listening to all their covers. So nutty. I love that though. It's super cool. And like just came to mind as well, like Mike Shinoda. Like he does live music stuff as well. And I had no idea. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like I'd be interested in doing that and like listening to that and joining in and stuff as well. Yeah, it's such a cool thing to do. Like like Matt Hafey from Trivium um, done a, has been doing a similar thing for a while. Like when I first got into Twitch, he was kind of like playing games and doing like a little bit of music and stuff. And he shares his story quite frequently that he had like a buddy who worked at Twitch who like, I think they gave him like one of those like IRL backpacks or something like that, I think. And he'd done like a couple of streams and he was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And they were like, oh, we think you could have like a real shot of this. And he's like, oh, I don't have time. Like I practice, you know, three to five hours a day doing different things, vocal warm ups and like, you know, like all these guitar warm-ups and stuff. And he's just like, oh, I wouldn't have time to stream. And they were like, you should just stream that. And he's like, who's going to care? And then now that's like, I don't know what his schedule's like at the moment, but he used to do like a morning stream for like two, three hours where he'd do all these guitar warm-ups. He would do all these vocal warm-ups and then he would take like Trivium song requests for like maybe half an hour to 60 minutes. And then that was like his first stream of the day. And then he would go away and do whatever he wanted to do and then come back and then play games for like a few hours. And like that was massive. Like, like the guy, the guy's always got like a like a good couple of hundred concurrent at the very least, 
and it's all just Trivium fans there. And I think lockdown has helped because it gave people the opportunity to like keep in touch with bands and artists. But like, just a lot of those people have like really changed the landscape, for sure. Yeah, I think people love to see behind the scenes of anything that they're interested in that just don't understand how it works. Like even so, there's these. Uh, series of videos on youtube and i can't remember who it's by i think it might be wired or something but it's like the most recent one was like a mortician answers your questions or like uh, an astronaut answers your questions and people send in all these questions that they want to know that people have never really talked about um and they discuss like all of these weird and wonderful things about their job or or what they're doing um and like there was like a mi 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 hello amy um no a spy (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember the word well let's go with spy they were like okay oh mi5 i I think i thought you meant like i thought you meant like it was like like an ask me anything i thought that's what you meant like mi something and then i was like am i am i and then i was like am i and then i just got a bit lost a spy, an MI5 agent, or like, you know, the equivalent of whatever that is, talking about yep. disguises and stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. And it kind of opens up to the whole world of whatever content you're creating, whether it is streaming or not. That if, if you do something that is considered niche, even if you don't think it's interesting, people will want to listen and want to see what's going on. Um, I've recently been doing some work with a charity and where it's more video games focused and industry focused as well as mental health and I think what I'm saying is super obvious and I don't want this to come across like I'm a massive douchebag or anything but sometimes I'll say something and they're like oh that's interesting I've not heard of that before and I'm like really (laughs) (laughs) everyone's heard of it and then I'm like no no everyone in my circle has heard of this like it's 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 not that obvious it just is in your own little so if you're you know if, if you're recording music and you're talking to your music buddies about it they're going to be like yeah sure obviously (laughs) but if it's a viewer they might have no idea so it's nice to be able to connect with people in a different way it's um it's such an interesting thing as well like so there's two interesting things that i thought like that you'd said there with regards to like everyone or sorry um with with the phrase content creator like really covering or being a larger blanket statement now than it ever has been with mm-hmm. regards to what you do was kind of like what my original podcast idea was. My my original podcast idea for for Content Cafe was to be to get lots of different types of creators on and to have conversations with them with regards to seeing how people get into that field. Because one thing that always trips me up and 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 it kind of comes back to mental health as well is like if I've got like an end goal where I think oh, that would be something like I'd really love to do something like that, I'd really love to go to this place or get there or whatever, and like sometimes the steps are easier than you think to move into like a new circle or to move into like a new hobby or a new job or something like that, but like you don't always realize how easy it is or where you should even look. So that was like what I wanted to do, and it was like whether they were like one of my friends who like owns a record label and recording studio or people who are like, maybe they're, maybe they're a chef or you're a musician or a teacher or whatever. I feel like whatever one of those roles you're in, like you create content to a degree 
you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think is so cool. And now things like Twitch, YouTube always has been, but like Twitch is definitely pulling away from the gaming more and focusing on all of these other people that can provide content, whether it's just fun to watch, whether it's educational, whatever, uh, whatever pocket that fills in it. They realize that all of these people have something to share now, which I think is really, really cool. I would love to talk to more educational creators about imposter syndrome because I think that will be super common throughout all of them because imagine like the pressure that you must have to be able to make sure that what you're saying is correct and that, and it is educating people in a responsible way. But then also you must be facing a lot of challenges from people who may have more experience than you or may, you know, have been doing it for longer or whatever. Like Totally. And because educational content is so, is so popular and it's something that when a lot of, like when there was a lot of Twitch or content creator advice going around, a lot of it was like, Hey, make something that's educational because people are more likely to search for it. People are more likely to maybe be on your side or whatever, if they feel like you're giving them additional value. Um, I guess that kind of that kind of ties into what we do, right? Which is something that we were speaking about earlier. Where, when, because obviously we we said this before the before we started recording, but we've we've so far picked a lot of things that both of us have experience in, and we've like been picking topics or saying, or or giving our points of view on things that we experience. But like, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of things that we haven't experienced. Are a lot of things that we maybe don't feel like we are qualified to talk on. Yep. Which I think is which I think is stressful to think about because we're gonna. I know. Gonna please don't send me spiraling right now. <laughs> we're gonna run out of those. We haven't ones. hit the seventh episode yet. <laughs> You're right. Oh, no. Technically, we technically we haven't. You're right. Um, <clears throat> but that's but this but 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 that's true though. Like, there's going to be like. It's, it's, it's interesting to be like an educator and, and and I went through that phase where like I wanted to make educational content on it and the thing that stopped me was like you don't know enough about this don't be silly and like that just put me in my tracks and I was like okay cool whatever like I'm not going to continue with that anymore I guess but then with something so broad like it's not like science like content creation could be anything you want it to be so it's not necessarily there's going to be set rules that you have to educate people about for sure it's all based on personal experience and like at the end of the day. And I think that's I think that's what a lot I mean, I think that's what a lot of that is anyway. Like it's it's taking borrowed marketing tips from other things and 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 making them applicable to to streaming or to making YouTube videos or making TikToks or anything. And I think a lot of it is just like, here's things that have been done before, here's what works and here's what doesn't with like current trends. But that was enough to get in my own head and be like, nope. <laughs> you, you 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 shouldn't do that and i was like okay brain thanks this whole conversation is just reminding me of um a tiktok person that we both like and follow um called nicole who oh. is a a bug fanatic oh my god I love right isn't she great and I, it's just like if you're that passionate about something i think people are there for the passion rather than actually what you're telling people like obviously it's interesting to to hear all these different things and what she does is she gets a lot of different insects and things through the post and it gets really excited about them and starts talking and educating people about like facts about them and stuff which is super interesting but it's not that's not why people stay is because she's like just 
You just love her. <laughs> just amazing. The energy, the energy is so infectious. Right. And I think I just I just love seeing them buzzing. I don't I don't even care what it is. Like and I don't even really like bugs. They kind of creep me out. But like I will sit and listen all day. Like just to, <laughs> just to see how absolutely on top of the world they are with like whether it's the stuff they receive or things that they found or like the the art that they do or whatever. Like the whole thing just makes me like so incredibly like just full of serotonin. Right. Like, I wish I had happy. that like but, but oh, do you know what I was I was gonna say like I wish I had that energy going into like making things I want to make but I bet that they go through their own struggles as well you definitely do I get excited one whenever you open a sneak package because my god I've never seen someone so excited but second <laughs> when you're opening Digimon cards oh my god yeah that's that's a mood actually yeah. it's the same thing <laughs> I wish I had more things to open <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first you, you just need to send packages hook me up fam send me things to open I'll open them for you or just add a nasty twist though send him nasty things as well and then it's like a real oh, no, don't. Don't, send, don't send me bugs, send me bugs. <laughs> we had bugs turned up at our office well that's a whole other conversation like, okay. we, get, like we got a whole bunch of returns and opened this box and there was a tub of mealworms I was like what the fuck <laughs> no anyway, that's, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> no. so the door went and it was like uh, I just remember like kind of like i think it was a lying in bed i can't remember but i think it was i was hella sick at the end of the week the door went and i was just lying in bed and i was just like i've not i've not i've not been able to afford anything for a while so like it's definitely not a package so i feel like it's probably going to be something bad but then as i was walking to the door i just got really existential about not buying anything and i was like i want to buy things like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just a weird thought process to have in my head and i was just like i'm not buying anything on amazon lately <laughs> And then open the door to the post person and it's just like oh it's just like holding a package I'm like, can you take this for your neighbor like, uh-huh. oh that's the saddest heartbreaking right first world problems absolutely <laughs> absolute first world problems so i guess moving it back to like podcast inception and all of that and we've kind of talked a little bit about the topics that we actually feel that we can weigh in on as well um but I also think it's a perfect opportunity to be able to get people in who do know things that we don't or do have experience in things that we don't and not necessarily expect them to educate us on it, but just it'll be interesting to get their perspective on it. Agreed. Rather than us just guessing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like it's super, like, I, th- I think it's great that we can sit and we can talk about things that we've went through and we can talk about maybe, um, like coping mechanisms or things that we've found helpful from our point of view or resources that we're aware of that we can point people to that are available. But when it comes to like things that we don't experience, because there's a lot that I'm not going to experience and like I'm not in any position to be talking about those sort of things or to be advising on them. And I think it would be like, not only is it like insightful for sure, but like there's going to be people that, that need that almost like that representation do you know what i mean there's going to be things that people are going through that they're maybe struggling with and they're they're unsure of where to turn to or anything that if they like we're all about expanding that conversation yes and being able to bring people into this sphere who are able to continue or or even start the conversation on things that we don't experience i think is a really um a really fortunate thing for like the larger mental health discussion yeah, absolutely. Because it would it would break my heart a little bit if we had someone listening who 
never felt as though we actually covered how they feel ever. Um, and if that is the case, please tell us. <laughs> like, if you feel yeah, like well, we could well. be covering something else, we're always open to to like new topics and things like that. So absolutely, because again, we can only we can only talk about our experiences. So well, well, I mean, I think I think we're always going to be able to talk about our experiences to a degree. But I think for things that people find um, helpful, like we want to make sure that people are getting additional things from this as well, whether it's like raising awareness on other topics or finding places that they may be able to go and get some help or maybe some resources they weren't aware of or or whatever. Like we want to make sure that we're we're expanding on that conversation and probably learning more from ourselves as well. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like from the other podcast that I do as well, I get to talk to a lot of different people. And I feel like I've learned more about myself based on what other people have said um, and me relating that to my experiences than I have <laughs> just thinking and reflecting by myself. It's super interesting. Yeah, mid. Mid. So let's talk, let's talk about this like curse of the internet thing. Okay. Because I thought this was quite, when I wrote it, I heard like a crack of thunder and like just this very evil uh like monotonous droning music come in as I wrote the curse of the internet. It's like the villain's origin story. Absolutely. My whole room got dark and I could hear the evil cackle of the witch as they descended upon my <laughs> office. Like, um, but no, so I think, I think I, I kind of spoke about this in the last episode, but like, I didn't know imposter syndrome had a name until I was listening to a podcast about three, four years ago. And I think that, imposter syndrome is something that's very easy to to feel on like a small on a small scale and i think everyone does feel it. everyone feels like they maybe don't fit in somewhere or they maybe don't deserve the things that they're that they're given in a hobby or a job or whatever or they think that they've like lied or tricked people to get to a certain point right but when we're talking about content creation it is sometimes a very lonely solo journey so i feel like imposter syndrome comes from like a different angle than it would if you were like maybe like in a job or in a company where you're experiencing it from other people right which i'm not sure if it's better or worse it's different isn't it yeah because suddenly you've got like the whole internet's worth of people that you can make those comparisons to and I don't just mean like, oh, this person has this shiny thing or this person's doing this much or whatever, but it's more of like when you're looking at yourself and whether you're looking at your, maybe you've had like a peak in viewership or maybe you've had like a couple more sponsors in like recent months or something, like something positive has happened to you that is pushing you further. And you're looking at other people who are maybe doing more, they're maybe doing less. You're, you're, just, you're just looking at like your, your circles like landscape. And I think it's, I think you're right. I think it's different. I'm not sure if it's necessarily better or worse, but I, I definitely think it's just like a different atmosphere mm. to then have to like, I feel like that different atmosphere makes your imposter syndrome grow in a different way than it would if you were like in a physical space, like a workplace in an office or something like that. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily have, you know, check-ins with your manager to see how you're, you're doing or, um. You, you don't have that reassurance from people in positions of authority, I guess, yep. which might be different. But um, as you were talking about that, my I thought about 
the my favorite challenge to imposter syndrome or to someone who's experiencing imposter syndrome that I've heard and I think it it does work for both content creators and just in a in a job um but it's basically like so imposter syndrome is feeling as though you've you've somehow fraudulently made your way to success right or you don't you don't belong where you should be but then on the counter of that it's almost like this is this might be a bit out there but they were saying so you've convinced yourself that everyone who's enabled you to get to where you are now is either so stupid that they didn't realize you were fooling them this whole time and everyone you're looking up to like especially in a job if it's um someone who you think if they've got a role with more significance than you think that you have or if it's someone that you look up to that you want to be in a few years time you're thinking that they are also dumb enough to realize that you just kind of snuck in without realizing and it's that thought that it's like it always flips on its head from going from imposter syndrome as in thinking you're not good enough to imposter syndrome is thinking that you're better than everyone else. And it sounds weird when I say it like that. <laughs> but you kind of see where I'm going with this. It's a, it's a way to kind of justify it to yourself that if you're there and there's so many people around you who you think are brilliant and as part of that plan, you're, you're there for a reason. Like you didn't yep. just get in by mistake. And I think that's the same with content creation in the fact that all of your viewers, you can in you can enjoy content. <laughs> like it's not like they're falsely enjoying content of you. Like, and I don't think it's it's that bad to assume that it's you're doing a good job if people are showing up on a regular basis to come and say hey. Yeah, and I wonder how much of it is like linked to the fact that some people feel like they might have to not necessarily mask or like put on a persona, but sometimes people will change themselves ever so slightly when they're putting out some content which i don't think is a bad thing right because like when you go to like your day job or whatever like you just have you just have a different hat on right and you're, you're you're acting in a certain way and you're being professional and you're representing yourself the way that you want to within your company and i think people do that with content as well like even if your thing is just being yourself i think that's totally fine but i wonder how much that like that pulls into it i wonder how much the imposter syndrome is fed off the fact of like people are maybe trying not to put themselves completely out there because they want to try and keep something for themselves or they maybe just don't feel comfortable sharing absolutely everything or whatever it is like maybe that magnifies that feeling more because you're like oh but people only know this person they don't know me do you know what i mean and there's and there's less of that um separation between the two and like you said there's no one there there's no there's no line manager to sit you aside every three months or to give you coaching and say hey listen these were good or this was bad like and everyone knows that they're their own worst critic so when you're then trying to like analyze things to see how you could be doing better to see areas you can improve on i, I feel like that's just one big pot of like anxiety that's just getting stirred and absolutely everything's feeding into it and honestly you're probably not going to get that much out of it in the grand scheme of things i think parasocial relationships come into that heavily as well because people may not want to share a lot about themselves but if viewers feel as though they're there for the person not them it might be you might feel guilty for not sharing more information about yourself um mm -hmm. yeah it's tricky i don't think there's a there's an answer to it um but i guess you just have to be as long as you're comfortable with the content that you're creating and the person that you're coming across as 
that's what people are going to be there for. And I think it's really reasonable to say that you're allowed to have a personal life outside of <laughs> content creation. Um, I don't ever think that you should feel to say you have to put out more information than you're comfortable with. But it is, yeah, it's difficult to then relate that to imposter syndrome. And I can't imagine how hard it is for someone who maybe shares only their like upbeat side of life rather than anything else that happens to them to yeah. then think that, oh, actually, well, I'm not being genuine because I'm having a really bad time or whatever. But that's a whole other conversation, I think. Totally. Because I think that was something that was something that really... I'm not really sure if that's the the thing that helped push. And that's something I've spoken about a few times where, you know, like I, I kind of got to the point where I wanted to be more open with myself as well as like, if I wanted to talk about, you know, smashing the stigma around mental health discussion, I felt like I had to contribute to that as opposed to preaching it, but not doing it. Um, but I also think that like, it was, it was important for, me from maybe not maybe it was from like an imposter syndrome kind of point of view whereas like i i i felt like if i was talking about the fact that it was okay to not feel okay but then also didn't share when i was feeling like i wasn't up to anything or if i was struggling with something in particular it was almost like it was almost like i had that voice saying hey you're not being honest about this like you can't tell people that it's okay to share these things or that it's okay to to normalize this part of the conversation if you don't feel comfortable with it which is kind of bullshit in itself because you should never share things that you're uncomfortable with but it's just about to say that <laughs> That's the yeah, whole point totally. is if you're comfortable with it you can share it if you're not you don't have to but totally. as long as you don't make other people feel weird for sharing it i think that's okay oh yeah absolutely it's how you react to situations rather than how you handle the situation and how you, yeah. what you would be comfortable with sharing especially if you're in a position where everyone knows more about you than you do about them Oh God. It's a very easy thing to like, it's a very easy thing to get caught up in, especially in like, I see it a lot on things like TikTok and everything where people, people are sharing a lot about themselves because it's almost like, and it, it feels very black matter in a way where, you know, a lot of people are playing the content game and a lot of people want to try and make something of it because they're enjoying it. So they're looking for ways and they're looking for avenues in which they're they're looking for ways and avenues in which they're able to really like try and set themselves apart. And unfortunately, some people might think that, you know, being more authentic means that you have to share more about yourself or that you have to share more details about yourself with things. And like, that, I mean, I, I guess there's, there's, there's a human side to that where people might want to connect more with those types of people. But like, I think if people feel like they have to more and if they're seeing that more, then it might feed into them thinking like you're not being as genuine with your community because this person's doing X, Y, Z, like you should be, you should be doing more. Or, you know, if people are celebrating like some wins with you, but they don't see all like the failures and stuff that came aside or sorry, that came with that because you're trying to keep that just to yourself because you don't feel comfortable sharing it. That same voice could be like really owning in on that and being like, Hey, well, you don't deserve the, you know, the congratulations on this success because no one knows that you went through X, Y, you know what I mean? Like there's I guess there's so, so much push and pull. I guess so. But then as long as you're not preaching about the fact that you 
like, look at me, I'm so great, I did this, I didn't, like, if you were lying about it, that would be, that wouldn't be genuine, I suppose. But if you just weren't saying it, I think that's okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I think I was, I was thinking of it more from, like, from, like, an internal point of view. But, but yeah, no, that, that makes sense, like, if you're not being preachy about it. Like, I, th- I think it reminds me of, like, when people used to celebrate, like, follower goals and stuff like that. And then they would maybe like get out of using like, like bot accounts or whatever to try and like inflate their numbers. Like that's that, that might not be the best like thing to tie it to, but that's like what I feel in my head where like if you're celebrating like Yeah, if you're like, look at my authentic following. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, like I'm really stoked that we hit this this month or we did this or we've achieved such and such. Whereas like in the background there was all of this just like you were jumping through so many like mental hoops to try and like get yourself to that point that like I don't know for for, for me sometimes I feel like it's hard to celebrate the win when like, like you should be even more able to celebrate the win because you've worked so hard to get there though. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Like it's just it's just one of those things where like it's it's just in the back of your mind where you're like and and it, and it's so silly. Like it's so it's so self sabotage mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word it is now. It is. But like you've you've done you've done all this like you've like you said, you've done all this hard work. But then that voice is like, oh but if wh- whether you're not sharing it or whether like you know there's there's this perception that you know like you're just going from dub to dub and because and, and that's like people love celebrating wins, right? People love celebrating wins on social media and stuff like that. And that voice is kind of like you know you're not sharing like the hardships or you're not sharing like the nights you had the mental burnout or whatever it is so then when you're just being like oh hey here look here's another dub it's almost like you don't deserve the recognition off the back of that which is bizarre because of course you do yeah and you can absolutely be authentic without feeling like you have to share details that are really personal to you because i think that can be detrimental in itself if you're not ready to talk about these things publicly then don't (laughs) Yeah. Whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Like just 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 don't. Yeah. TLDR, don't be an asshole and share what you want to share. Oh, that's it. Don't be a dick is the best advice right? ever. Just don't be a dick. Authenticity isn't necessarily about everything being transparent. Authenticity and trans oh my god, hang on, I'm gonna get this right. Authenticity <laughs> and transparency are not the same thing. They are not, correct. I got there in the end. Words are hard. <laughs> But that's that's such a, that's such a tough thing to remember though and is is or is even such a tough thing to put into practice because people people may confuse them as the same thing when it comes to being like again like in this in this scenario i'm just thinking of like the person who's just like desperate to try and like break through the person who's like maybe just like sitting on whatever their project is or whatever their job is or whatever and they're they're really struggling to think about how do i how do i get through like this voice in my head telling me that I don't deserve to be here and like how how do I push it out so that people can recognize me and I feel better about it and sometimes I feel that like whether it's like trying to share more about themselves or their journey or the process or whatever the thing is that they're doing like I don't know if it I don't know if it settles that voice I don't know if it makes them feel less anxious because they're 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 sharing the insecurity that's making them feel that way or maybe they're trying to like overcome the insecurity somehow by like 
trying to make themselves appear like more appear more human or something do you know what i mean like yeah but you don't have to necessarily share those things online you can share these things with people and and forget that like especially with solo projects it can feel like you're on your own quite a lot and we've already talked about how it's quite an isolating role to have um but you can still share the background like goings on going on goings on with um with you know friends family loved ones anyone who you think will be supportive and listen because often it, it can just be a little bit of reassurance that gives you like that boost for sure I feel like we do that sort of together with the podcast is that one of us is feeling like shit. It's like, well, we're both in it. <laughs> Plus it's a, it's just a podcast about mental health. So, you, you know, if you're having shit, shit day, it's fine. It's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also really tough to talk about. Like I, I, I literally put that tweet up today, just asking if people wanted to like, um, you know, share with me their opinions or share with me their stories and stuff. And we can talk about it at a later date anonymously. And if you're listening to this and you want to noise us up, you can hit us up on socials and stuff. If you have a story or a point of view that you want to share. But like I said to them, like, I feel like I'm too close to this. And it's something that like, ironically, or like, sorry, I joked about ironically during burnout month that I was going to go through burnout. And then <laughs> said that I was going to strap myself in for November because I was about to go through imposter syndrome. Self-fulfilling like, prophecy. It's <laughs> a self-sabotaging prophecy. <laughs> so yeah, so the thing, the thing for me was like, when I'm reading into these topics and I'm, and I'm trying to find like my talking points and stuff, I think it then highlights like the way that you feel about it. So then when I'm thinking about imposter syndrome and I'm thinking about what points I want to bring up and things that I want to talk about. Then suddenly it's just like, oh, oh, I shouldn't be talking about that. And even even during this conversation today, I feel like I'm a little bit more hazy than usual. And I don't know if it's just like self-fulfilling where I'm in my own head about it. And I'm just like, hey, shouldn't be talking about this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so it's 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 so it's such a we we've used the word a lot, but it's so meta to talk to to be struggling with your mental health to try and talk about a mental health podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, and I feel like we're our worst, own worst enemy in some ways as well. And even through my job, I've been like nervous to tell my colleagues that I'm having a really bad mental health day. And I'm like, I literally work for a mental health charity. Like they are the most understanding people ever. Why am I nervous to talk about this? Because they're literally just going to be so nice about it. But I'm like, oh, but what if they think I'm a bad employee or something? (laughs) Like it's so stupid. I know it's not rational. And I always go back to this. I know it's not rational. I know that. <laughs> I just can't yep. get my head around it. Yep. Like that's the thing, it's when people it's literally like the same time when people are like, Oh, just think of nice things. I'm like, Oh, I'd never thought of that before. <laughs> just go for a walk. Just don't be depressed anymore. Right? Just... Yeah, just be happy. <laughs> just be happy. It's so easy. <laughs> don't be sad. Listen to happy music. I'm like, I don't want to fucking listen to happy music. I wanna be sad. Let me be sad. I wanna mope. <laughs> Let me be sad. Right? Let me have a cry. I need it. Because then otherwise it's going to come out of really inappropriate time and I'll just start weeping. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, so thanks for joining us on a bit of a metaphorical origin story today. Uh, it's been a bit of a wild emotional ride and I think this month's going to be a doozy. We'd love to have some outside perspectives and stories on this topic. So please feel free to noise us up on Twitter at Content Cafe Pod uh, or in the links in our description. We'll be back next week. Look after yourselves. Goodbye. Bye.